Hey, everybody. Welcome to Life Talk Radio, show 44. Also, you can pick up our podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor FM. Once again, I'm with my partner and co-host, Sean Sellers. What's up, brother? It's been a long time. How you doing, man? (laughs) You know, I was just thinking the other night about, has it really been a long time? And I look back and, you know, it's been a couple, it's been about three weeks, but we've been busy in these three weeks. Yeah, man. You know, we've, we've done a lot, a lot of things going on, getting things in order. Hey, getting ready for a big 2021. That's what's happening. That's right. That's right. I, I'm looking forward to it. I heard today that maybe we're going to try to get a gold asteroid to hit Earth. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Please put all your stocks in a, what is it, uh, Musk, uh, the guy with the uh, energy cars and stuff. Just go ahead and yeah. put all your money down on them. Yeah, you might as well. Write it out, man. Um, the last time we did a show, we were pre going to New Orleans for October 31st weekend. And, yes. you know, we kind of needed it. We kind of recharged our batteries. We got back. Of course, you know, you know, the country is what it is. You know, I'm it, it, it's we have other problems than, than worrying about what this country is doing. Um, and then also I, I believe a lot of the uh, football teams were finishing up the past couple of weeks. And I'm just curious, has the high school athletic association got to where the uh, state championships are being played or do we still have a few more weeks of that? Well, the AISA our independent schools our private schools um, championships this past weekend. And then the Alabama high schools probably got about two more weeks left. Okay. So, so how did you think being a teacher and a coach of your own team of, of high school, I, me outside looking in, I, I thought that this year went by as smoothly as it could have under the circumstances. Do you, do you feel that way? I mean, I think it went went the way it, it had to go because, like I said all along, you had to have a football season just because it's such an impact on schools, on their athletic fund, on other sports, on everything else. You had to have a football season. And I've said it since day one. You're going to have this football season. You're going to start basketball. Then they're going to shut us down. And that's basically what's fixing to happen. You know, we had, we had a two-week um, hiatus where we had to quarantine and we missed two weeks of games because of, because mm-hmm. of COVID. And a, and a young man had it. But uh, I think that's pretty much what's going on with a lot of schools and teams. But I think it's just par for the course right now, just the way things are. How do you feel, you know, now going into this and knowing what's really kind of going on? And as you as a father, a coach, a mentor, and an educator, do you feel like that this would be the right move as far as uh, shutting the, the system down? Just, just for maybe four or five weeks to clean it up and maybe start in January, or do we just need to keep doing what we're doing? You know, I think our kids definitely need to go to school. They definitely need, need to be in a brick and mortar. But I think, I think that I've heard two different scenarios. I've heard that when we get back from Thanksgiving, they're going to shut us down. Then I also heard they're going to wait until we get back from Christmas holidays. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm believe that they'll shut us down again once we get back from Christmas holidays. But I think uh, the logical thing to do, and that that's absolutely mean they're not going to do it, that they would advise everybody and told everybody, said, hey, um, enjoy your enjoy your Thanksgiving break. We're going to let you out till after Christmas. You come back for the first year. That gives yeah. you time to quarantine, gives us time to to really clean up the schools I mean, again, and we'll start anew then and kick it off. But that's that is absolutely not going to happen that way. 
well, you know, I'm not the smartest person undoubtedly in the world. You know, I'm not an expert at nothing undoubtedly, but, um, you know, outside looking in on this, I personally, if I had any leadership role in our educational system uh, of Alabama, that's exactly what I'd have probably done. I'd have gone and let everybody get up to the break we had Friday, say, hey, look, we're going to take Thanksgiving week off. We're actually going to roll all the way past Christmas and New Year's. And instead of coming back on the 4th, we'll come back the Monday following, which would be what, fourth, maybe 11th, right? Yeah. The second Monday of January 2021. And that's going to give our teachers time, just like you said, to quarantine. Our kids are going to be at home, um, you know, and we're going to get through this. And in business as usual, I don't see why we couldn't have done that, because if you look at the time, Maybe we'd have to make up what ten to twelve days. Is it even that? Because I was I was talking to uh, Miss Bledsoe today, and we were talking about that. And you know, her son just won a seat, uh, I believe, with the House of Representatives here in uh, District Forty Nine, I believe, which is part of Montgomery. And you know, we played ball with him, and yeah. we've known them for our whole lives. And congratulations on that because, you know, he'll do really good with being on the house and being a representative and being for the people. And it's something that we talk about all the time. I just thought that was a logical choice. Then a lot of people was bringing up how parents didn't have the opportunity to get daycare. And we paid, um, we have to pay for the daycare. We have to pay for all this. Then we got brought in the Montgomery County for the school system, a uh, percentage of your property tax was voted on, which I'm going to be honest with you, it, it really don't bother me whatsoever, honestly, but I just would like to know how the money's going to be um, taken care of and how it's going to be uh, used as an operation for our school system because the kids are our future and I get it and I understand it, but also, my gripe was before the vote was there's other ways that we could generate funds for our educational system throughout Alabama. But, hey, Sean, you know, what do we know? Oh, yeah. But, you know, you know, technically you have Thanksgiving break and then the kids come back. They go to school two weeks and then they have exams, which normally that means they get out of school earlier anyway, half a day mm-hmm. for that week. And then they're home again. I think if, if, if people, it's right. It is an unnecessary burden. For these kids to be out during Christmas, parents overspend during Christmas because they have to feel like they have to get this stuff. And then once everybody goes back to school the first of the year, then they say, oh, no, everybody's going home. Then there's going to be a huge burden with daycare and what you're going to do about homeschooling. Well, how are you going to do? And that's why it would be if you go, even if there's a chance, you might as well just shut it down and we come back. Yeah. And, that, and that's what needs to be done. But it's, I don't see it happening. And, it, and it's not. And, and I hate it. Um... I really do. I think that we could have saved the economy probably in in actual April, but you know, it is what it is. And it's funny how, you know, I think me and you have a lot of the answers because recently I've talked to a lot of people and basically have said the same thing I've said since day one. And it's funny how, they agree with you and then they go, you know, they go, wow, you know, I've never seen it at a light like that because yeah, 
I think that we look at a lot of things at a different angle and different light. And, you know, that's even with our group that we just started, Alabama Alliance. We're, we're not looking at the same things the same way other people are because, one, we've had a great life of living with hurdles, ups and downs, um, being in, involved in a lot of different things from coaching to uh, mentorships uh, to organizations that help the communities, even you running for uh, political, some of our city Montgomery political stuff as a city council member, you ran back in, what was it? It was 05? Yeah, 05, I think, um, 04, something like that. You, know, you, you put it out there to, to voice your opinion for your district of things that uh, needed to be said and heard, which is funny. Once you did that, your uh, counterpart has actually kind of, he did, he did kind of listen to things that you said. Yeah. And a lot of people listen to the things that you say a lot. And that's what makes not only our group special, but this show special. And, uh, you know, we get to see a lot of life because we stay living life, you know, um, especially you as an educator now and you having your own kids and you having, you know, the, the teams that you're coaching, you get to see kids now all the time going through different um, parts of their life. That's been totally different from how we were going through high school. Um, do you see that yourself? Do you sit back and think sitting at your desk? Like, well, we didn't do this in high school like this. You know, I, you know, I think about it a lot of times because I, when I talk to our young people, that they, they're to me that they're so much more wiser than we ever were to the world. I mean, we we didn't care. You know, we really didn't. We 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 you know we pinned our ears back and went forward, and we and we wasn't we you know we were so much more mature, but we wasn't as wise as a lot of these young people are. These young people are very wise to 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 the ways of the world today. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it has to do with the internet. A lot of it has to do with the family dynamics today. And I think with that being the case, the wiser you are, a lot of times the more confused we are as too. Because as it's almost as if we've got we're there are trees that are growing and they're and they're growing on and, and their roots is really not taking hold. And that's that's really a big, big problem that, that's happening with our young people today. I think that that these young people has a very, that has a very big responsibility for our future. And if we're not careful that they, that they, they could lose a generation, it could be a real problem. And I think that's something that's kind of scary to me right now. And and I could see that. And it's funny. You, you mentioned how the, the, we were probably more mature, but we didn't know as much via internet. And yeah. the internet has was like a double-edged sword. You know, you have, so much good that it possibly could do versus so much bad that it can do. And, you know, do you think that these kids can, that are using the internet, do you think it does make them smarter or does it make them keep up with current events and really um, knowing what's kind of going on to give conversation, you know, more up to date than we were? I think, you know, honestly, I think the big thing is, and then this is just my opinion, is that we growing up, we, we was very uh, blind to 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 the sinister world. Mm-hmm. And, and I think as we went forward, we went forward uh, almost in childlike ways where we was mature. We took care of business, but we was what we didn't really see things as good and bad. 
and, and I think nowadays our young people are very much aware and, and, and are questioning and knowing that the world is absolutely ran by pedophiles and Satanists. And there is a shadow government and that and that's what's going on. And that's the underhand stuff. And kids are aware of it and they talk about it. And I think that's the one thing that blows people's mind. I guarantee you, if, if our if people right now that we're talking to the, on our show that's listening, parents, if you put set your kids down and say, tell me what you know about the Illuminati, just free speech. Tell me everything, you know, or tell me what you know about 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 uh, about the the satanic ritual abuse or hidden governments or any of these things, you'll be blown away what these kids know. And I think that we wasn't aware of it. We had to find out and we had to explore, go through the rabbit hole with boots on the ground. These kids have the ability to do that by being by, by right behind their keyboards. And, and, and I think that's easier led down these roads unlike us, but I think that's something that that's out there in a different way. But do you think we were more, uh, educated on right and wrong versus how they are today, though? I think we was absolutely educated on what's right or wrong. We live by, you know, even the, even back then, even with some of your gangsters and some of your rougher people, there was a, there was a street code, and there was a virtual respect, and, and there was a little bit of an honor system involved. And nowadays, it's completely gone. And, and, and that's one of the biggest problems. Well, that goes back to integrity and also the deep um, darkness of the different cults and different elite groups and the different agendas on people, even as far as the way up to the top, all the way to the bottom, wherever you want to go down that rabbit hole. I think that's tainted a lot of our kids uh, now. Um, and what's amazing is, yes, there are some kids out there that could probably school us. And, you know, that's why you are the director of child safety for our organization, because you deal with these children on a daily basis and different aspects of their life that the community and parents and other people, hell, even me, I, you know, I love to keep up with what's going on with our generation of kids so that if there's a problem, we can collectively work together to help them and get them the right help and get them the help right then, you know, not sugarcoat things and try to kind of make it go away. But I wish, and we did not have an outlet such as anything really growing up. Had, did we? No, no, not at all. But you know, the key, like with like what I feel that's really important with, with, with my job, and it's really an honor to, to be able to be a part of the, your organization to be able to do that. I think it's imperative. And one of the first things that I feel like my job is, is to not really educate the kids, to educate the parents, because our parents don't know what these kids know. These kids are able to hide apps. These kids have different loopholes, ways around stuff, and parents just don't know. And it's not because the parents don't care, because they just don't know. And and you have to you have to educate the mass. You have to you have to let other people know because parents talk, and you have to be able to be be able to openly speak of it. And I think it's really important for parents and and. And people like us in our job is to keep that door open and really have that ebbs and flow of conversation so we can learn, so we can educate, we can help others. Because it's it's once you go down that road, you're blown away about how many different rabbit holes and areas you can go. So if you can educate one kid and one set of parents, that's a start. And they'll go ahead and educate 
five steps from there and then a branch off from there and start the domino effect. And that's really my main goal and what I want to do. Let me ask you something then speaking on that, because I talk to a lot of parents, um, you know, maybe four or five times a week. Yeah. And we're talking to those parents that you just brought up that don't know. And then I look at me or you or anybody else that has grown up with us that are parents and they're helping other kids. And we go, do you, you know, it's amazing that they truly don't know what's going on. You know, they truly don't know about teenagers uh, curious about pornography, uh, teenagers curious about their own sexuality um, to where I thought when we were growing up, either we are the, you know, and, and I used to say, were we truly honest growing up or did we hide stuff from our parents are we, are we all just truly blessed living in the neighborhood that we did with the friends and family that we had to just be bluntly, ridiculously honest about everything we did? Because, man, these parents truly don't understand what their kids are doing, and that scares me. But yet these kids are smart. But, but you know, these kids are teaching us. But the big problem about the trafficking and everything else, and I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I think you around you around four hundred thousand young people are trafficked in the United States every year or more. That's that that's a low end number, right? That but yes. but, but 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 that's that's not kids that kidnaps are missing. That's no. kids that are absolutely trafficked. And, and what the biggest problem and what what's the biggest hurdle that I feel that I have to go over with my job title is to absolutely inform people. That, that the enemy and what you need to really and truly look out for is not in the low poverty areas. It's in the churches. It's in the banks. It's in the higher echelons of community. It's in all walks of life. There is not a direct target of an enemy. They come from all shape, races, backgrounds, and everything else. You have to learn to look at the direct signs to, to, to look for it. And the only way you can do that is by educating each other and actually starting to what what it say? It takes a village to raise a child. That's absolutely what we are starting to have to do. Yeah. And 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 as you really get into it, it's so daunting because like, what can I do? I cannot stop this. This is so. This is worldwide. This is this is up to the higher echelons of government, military. You name it. What can I do? Is that all I got to do is educate and form and get you to question what I'm talking about and look it up and share what you know to somebody else. And then we'll start coming together. And that's going to be the difference that's made. And it is. And, and I've worked on a lot of things the past couple of weeks, as far as really connecting the dots and getting a plan together with law enforcement to uh, not only enforce this, but educate with the direction that you're going with the program as far as community and parents, because this is going on in early as junior high school. And if people follow us on Facebook, th they should be able to see this past week that it's happened in Hoover last night. There was an article there. 178 people were arrested in Tallahassee, Florida last week, the most ever in one um, weekend operation. Tuscaloosa, Alabama had, I believe, over 24 arrests in one uh, one operation. And if you don't believe it's happening in central Alabama, you know, there's, there's definitely something wrong here. But the numbers and that's something else I put out today and I'm going to start putting out also, Sean, is the numbers for different groups 
from different organizations are going to be a little bit different. And I understand because it's the information that they get from somewhere else. And I don't think that this year with 2020 being so uh, crazy and chaotic, we won't get good numbers until the latter part of 2021, if that. But this is a business that goes on globally that is over, in my opinion, 200 plus billion dollars annually of illegal money and the demand for buying sex is out the wazoo and the other sad thing is that gangs street gangs local organizations are getting into trafficking and pimping out girls younger than 18 for sex commercial sex and that's scary and the worst part about the holidays coming around and this year as far as uh kind of like being in a shutdown or whatever, you know, whatever terminology you want to call it. Um, it's helped me ground myself of being more at home, um, you know, just working and family and focusing on the big, you know, this. And then the educational part that we all have a part to play in, Sean. Yeah. We, we then have to take all this year with this group, putting this information out and go, how many parents are selling their kids now? Because your mind will pop off your head. I mean, your whole head would just pop off, brother, because parents are selling their kids for sex. And a lot of the Tallahassee, Florida cases, if you go back, and it, it made world news finally. This made every local agency and made a lot of the world news Finally, it's only taken probably 20 years, if not more than that. The parents were selling and pimping their kids out. Yeah, and, and but here's the thing, because I want to go back to the numbers real fast, and that's something that you can look it up. It could be 600,000. It can be all this, but, but anytime anybody wants to argue the numbers, whether you say it's 600,000 or I say it's one, if it's one, that's one too many. Yes. And, and that's and that's the only thing. That's the only number that matters. If it's over, if it's one, that's too many. It needs to be stopped, and and, and that's where it needs to go. And with what what's happening now is this is nothing new. This has been going on for a long, 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 long time. And and one of the things that I want to address and really want to kind of dab into with this organization, and that's something that it's like the it's the big i guess to call it the big the big one big thing in the room that nobody really wants to talk about but it's there there is an occult undertone to these these trafficking organizations and whether people want to admit it or not that it's there and it's real oh absolutely i mean i thought you were just going to take off with that because you're so right sean if you look globally and let's and let's you know what and and that's the thing about our group that we're looking at the thing about our group is that we're looking to stop the demand of purchasing sex, which is a huge problem globally. And we, we are a lot different from other groups. We, we really are very uh, not going to sugarcoat nothing. We are going to put it out there and we're going to figure out ways collectively and fast and efficient with boots on the ground to fix these problems. And at least at least try because these laws, you know, the human trafficking 
uh, victims law has been around 20 years. I mean, people didn't know how to spell human trafficking two, two, two or three years ago. This is only something that it really hit in the middle of 2018 till now where groups and advocates have been jumping on board, but you hit it dead on the head, Sean. Let's go back to the seventies when satanic ritual abuse started popping up in the mainstream America, Yeah, but clean it up by 89 and we weren't going to say satanic anymore. We're going to call it ritual abuse. Then psychologists got together saying, whoo, these are dirty words. We got to clean these words up. Well, I'm not cleaning nothing up anymore because we have a problem with pedophiles being in the church, being in law enforcement, using their uh, sworn obligations to attack and, and be predators towards kids. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to be quiet about it no more because it's a problem. And then we haven't even got to the elite because you know, one thing we're still talking about every day, is Epstein. Why are we still talking about a pedophile group that's connected to our government, which actually nobody truly wants to talk about it, but it's still in the mainstream uh, social media. It's in mainstream news. I mean, I mean that you don't want to, but that, that's something you never want to talk about. I think that here's the thing. And I, I understand that because when you really start to look at this and think about it, it is extremely overwhelming. It's extremely sinister, and, and 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 when you really pay attention to it, it consumes you to a point where you're 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 overcome with emotions from everything, from anger, from fear, where you want revenge, you want to help, you don't know which way to go, and sometimes it's easier just to ignore it and feel like it's not there. And I think that's where it's our job, and especially in mine with my with with my title, is that us as parents. And that we cannot we cannot approach it that way anymore. We have to be proactive. We got to be proactive on our children's cell phones being locked in. We got to be proactive on their social media. We got We really got to make everything accountable and pay attention to these things. You, you know, and that's funny because you've worked with kids almost your whole life. You've been coaching in some aspect from the time you were eighteen years old to where you're at now. You're an educator. You have your own teams. You're at your own high school. You've worked at numerous high schools and college football. You've coached at two different college football teams. You know, and then I guess I was like, hey, Sean, here's you another project, man. <laughs> Here you go, brother. Yes. Like, you knew I'd been doing this for years. This, this It wasn't like I just – this was new. Yeah. But when you – you really started looking into it because you have a passion of life about everything you do. Um, you know, and we've done so many different projects and so many different things. And, and we do know a lot about a lot of different things that deal with our government, deal with the supernatural, deal with, with the occult. Yeah. And deal with people, hell, we just deal with people and kids and we understand what they're going through. We understand what poor families are going through the politics, the greed. Yeah. But when was it that the passion about this really hits you and where you go, wow, you know, when did you have your wow factor? Was it after the 30th of September or before? All right, here's the thing. You know, <laughs> I, I, it, it has come up 
for since I it, it has started coming. It, it's something that I've always I, I became aware of many years ago, and then as we started working in the field, investigating, researching certain stuff, it it would continually come up in different ways, with occult type climbs, certain satanic type rituals. Um, and it would show up and it would come up and it was something that was there and, and I would research it and I would look into it. But I was like, that is, that is just so horrific. I knew it was going on. I know this stuff is happening. I'm fully aware of it. I've had cases. We've had encounters. We've had interviews. We know this stuff is going on. But it was something that it was just too daunting and I didn't think I could ever really make a difference and I didn't want to do it. And 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 I knew it was something that you championed, that something that you wanted and I felt like, man, and I knew I knew there was going to be a point that I was going to have to give in and truly go to work and do this. And um, and honestly, and and, and I, and I kind of came to my crossroads and I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to go all in. And I know once you go in, there's no going back. No. And, then, and, and then when I start, said that, then I started going back to the times, you know, we've already been threatened working these cases. Yeah, we, of course. We, 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 there's already, we've already to the point where we can't come back. We're already pot committed. And I think that if we could ever truly make a difference in anything, and if there's ever truly anything worth making a difference, no matter if it's just it's something as small as a pebble, it's worth it. And it's this organization, and it's work, and it's and it's champion this type of thing against trafficking. And I said, you know what? I made a point, and so I think in September, you're right. I made a commitment to do it. But I said, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go all in, and I'm going to completely tell everything what I know, and I'm going to share it. And I know it's going to be different than the norm, because I know I want to I want to go all in where it said it's all the way up to the higher elites. It's in Hollywood. It's in every aspect of churches. And it, it is it is absolutely satanic cults. You get to the finders cults in Tallahassee, Florida. You get into the old process church. Mm-hmm. This thing's out there. I'm going to research it. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to put it out there. And I'm going to try to help as many people as possible. And we're going to make a difference fighting this. I mean, and you're absolutely right. And it's funny how things come together, don't it? It, it is. It is. Because I wrote... Well, actually, I've been writing since October Are you there? the 29th. Yeah. You know, um, I brought two journals with us to New Orleans, and basically I've, I've wrote in them just about every single day from whether I'm mad about something or just my thoughts. You know, it's funny that 20-something years ago when we would tell people to keep dream books with them and keep a, uh, a notepad next to your bed with a pen – uh, you know, if you have a thought in the middle of the night or a nightmare or something, write it down, you know, keep journals of this stuff and then go back and look at it. And that's what yeah. I've been doing uh, since October. And, you know, you were talking about legacies and we talked about legacies of what we wanted our kids, you know, to remember us by and our kids, kids. And that was brought up a couple of years ago. Um, and I think when you were working on the book, with Beth Ann before yeah. you had really broke down and started writing. And I think that the legacy answers that you have been wanting to have all have to do with the real impact of what we're doing. And you're right. If it saves just one person's life is more than anybody, you know, it's better than not doing nothing at all. And yes. 
you look at education and the demand for this and how many communities and parents are affected by it and they don't have an outlet. And that breaks my heart because the parents that we've talked to just in two months that don't have a clue about what's going on and don't know where to go and get the help they need. And, and, and we're not even talking about law enforcement. They don't even know to go there. And that is a red flag for me. And that's why I'm not going to back down from nobody. I'm not going to stop. And I've pretty much made that as vocal as possible. But I also undoubtedly love stepping on toes because I had a, I had posted some information <clears throat> last month about does Alabama, especially Alabama, have a site or information on unethical landlords? Did you know that's part of a problem too here now that the landlords are basically using their properties for sexual gain? Yes. I would. I mean, I'm not surprised. That is absolutely trafficking. You, you cannot put people in your, 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 your house, like rooms and expect, you know, and work sex out for the rent. You, You know, that, that is, you cannot do that. And it's going on every single day. And the more information that we can put together and put out, you know, the more that you're right, it will change lives here. But why are we always 20 years behind everything? <laughs> well, we, well, well, we're really not in this. We're I think, not, I mean, no, we're not. America is. Why is America with everything we do and until 2020? And you know what? COVID is crap. I'm be honest with you. It's been the it's been whatever you want it to be in your head. Let it be there because it's been the best year for me as far as figuring myself out, figuring out the directions I need to go, and truly seeing people for what they're really worth without the mask. Because I used to yeah. joke around that everybody has a mask on. Well, 2020 showed me a lot of people. And it showed me that they took the mask off and I'm fine with it because I already knew. I just wanted some validation of going, I already knew this. And it's helped me out with this group and really showing the people that's kind of been, (laughs) I don't know if they're the puppet master of it or they're just behind the, the scenes of a lot of this stuff that it's going on here. It's going on in the tri County. It's going on in Alabama, just like it's going on in every other little city in America. I mean, it is, but it, and it's always been going on. I mean, yeah. but but the point is, you have to pick a side. Um. Well, it, yeah. Do you do? You, and that's a that goes back to a moral compass side, in my opinion. I mean, how do you feel? Like that's accountability, isn't it? Well, you know, you you ask like how how this goes on and why now and all that. It's because we're led by a shadow government that that they know that what is it, in July or June every year they go to uh they go to to, to the Bohemian Grove and they do a human sacrifice and they get it all and they and they're able to bring people all the leaders from all over the world. These things are real. These things are happening, and, and it's going on in all fractions, all levels of society. There's their satanic ritual abuse, their sacrifices, 
there's trafficking, and it, it, it is growing, 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 and it's time to make a difference. And it is, and it just goes like with this year with politics and all that, which, you know what, I'm not for any of them. Uh, I've made that very clear, and I'm very vocal on, on both parties. They need to both disband and just find something else to do because how many politicians this year or in any year, Sean, have you ever heard them basically having a labor trafficking or subtype of child abuse, domestic violence, human trafficking platform that they used in their campaign? Well, you know, you can't. You have to go wherever the money leads you. And, I, and I've been saying since the beginning, it's really important. I think you're, you're, you, everybody that runs for an election needs to be like a NASCAR driver. They need to show their sponsors. And then you truly know what you're voting for and who you're voting for. I love it. They should wear jackets. They should yes, wear should. their who has bought me because – and they do that. I get it, man. They, they sell out, and they, they just – they put their mask on. But, man, I will – I'm not going to ever do it no, ever, ever, ever because you're talking about children. You're talking about young adults. You're talking about their childhood innocence being taken from them, from their own parents, communities, people that they uh, look up to from – the preachers, the teachers, the police officers, the people that are supposed to be held more accountable are the ones that are the predators. And what's really bothered me this whole week is one church after another in the Southeast United States that's had multiple uh, cases against them on child pornography, um, the sexual uh, advances towards people in their uh, church body. And I mean, and, and I get it, you know, I started looking into it about a month or two ago and I looked into how, when you talk about manipulation and how easy it is to do it, where's one thing that you think all the predators would go? Church. Like what? Oh, but but see, but that's nothing new though. You go back to Hosanna Church that happened um, in Louisiana. I mean, these these things are, are nothing new. You know, you look at the Process Church. You look at these cults like the Finders. You look at uh, all these things. It's always been hidden in many different ways. Well, well yeah, and you, you look at the Catholic Church and the scandal with that. But like right now, with the child pornography on top of it, and basically preying on these kids because they're coming there for spiritual help and they're looking for spiritual maintenance because maybe something's going on in their life or their parents' life. And you're oh. going to use that to manipulate them. You know, th there's not enough prison cells in the United States for that. No. Um, and, and, and the law here with juvenile law and, and it, it did get changed a couple of years ago. But it's not as strict as people think about it, because here in Alabama, we're still arresting the victims. We're arresting the prostitutes. We're not arresting the people buying sex. And that is the problem globally. People are buying sex. Sex is selling and buying's good right now. But yet our, our families and our parents, we're not teaching our kids the difference between love and sex and sex is love. And it blows my mind with that. But then again, were we just lucky when it come to, to that? Because I tried to think about that too, Sean, you know, us being 16, 17, or 
really, I guess times are so different. I don't think sex was like the number one thing on our head. Like we were just not. Huh. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we got to keep it one hundred. I, I don't, I don't think young people has changed a lot. I think, I think the world around them has changed, and I think that, um, thank God, thank God, it went that that things are not available then when we were there as they are now because the way we were and how wild we were and that's just a fact i think young people today maybe sometimes they have a little more moral compass and a little more control because if they have to be because of what's around them and i think but that gives an obligation of the parents and everybody else to really be there and be involved i think it, it, it's right there in front of them it's desensitizing you to it it's making you think it's okay and that's the difference in where it was when we was kids you didn't have um, uh, you didn't have them, I guess, sexualization of children when we was kids. You didn't have um, mm. everything pushed in, in the face that it's okay and this is acceptable. It's okay to not have morals. You know, we, it was different when we was kids than it is now. You know, that's that's the biggest difference. But when it comes to kids and teenagers, I think they're it's all the same. So and I think they're staying in the same levels. So I just, man... I don't know. I've been I'd been thinking about that and writing notes going, you know, pros and cons of what a child would go through now versus how we went through it in 19. What? Let's go 87, 88. Yeah. So so you're saying it, it was probably about the same, maybe. But we didn't have cell phones and Internet and, you know, we had to. Walk no, 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 no. That, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like sex with. with kid, no, no. Our, 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 the kids are the same. Uh-huh. Where, 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 where the want, you know, with the, the sexual urges, the, uh, the questions and things like that. Yeah. I think, I don't think kids has changed at all. Okay. But what I'm saying is, if you put us as teenagers in today's world, holy smokes. <laughs> We're holy in trouble. Smokes. <laughs> we would be in trouble. Now, if you put the kids, Today in our world, holy smokes, they they're in trouble make it. because because they couldn't make it. No. They could they could not handle it. So what I'm saying, and I think okay. I think we 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 have adjusted to the times, but I don't think the kids has changed. I think I think our the maturity levels and what you can handle has changed. And but I think I think that's the biggest thing. I think I think kids are the same. It's just the world has changed. But we also had, when you go back to talking about how we did earlier, and you mentioned it, that it takes a village to raise kids. Do you feel like we were lucky enough to have that kind of? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do believe that. I think we were very blessed on both sides. What, what I think, think, I think Susan Humphrey, I think your mother saved me a billion times, and I know it's happened on the, on the hey, vice versa. Hey, boy, your yeah. mom saved me from getting beat so many times <laughs> late at night. Holy cow. <laughs> So, so I do, yeah. Uncle David, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, yes. So I mean, it's it, 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 so it was. I think it was definitely that way when we was kids with the village. But do you think kids don't have that now, or that parents just are so busy and wrapped up in their own lives that you know I, maybe it's some dysfunction there? I think there's a lot of dysfunction. I think I think parents are have has fallen into the trap thinking they need to be friends, and that and that's a big problem. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not I, a fan I, of I, being I, friends. 
Yeah, and I, and I, and that's something I've seen, but I think I've seen more of. And I think kids don't need their parents as friends; they need their parents to be parents. Um, and I think that that's a fine line that you have to address and you have to walk, and you got to know how to approach your kids and do that. And I think I think that's easy, way easier said than done. It is, but you know, it's like this group, and it's like stuff that I mention a lot lately. We're all in this together, and it's okay to ask for help, and it's okay to talk to people about different things. You know, I had a mom contact me a couple of weeks ago talking about child pornography. No, talking about pornography with her child. And it's something that we we talked. I told her some things to look for, things to, you know, be more in tune with their kids, talk to them, be upfront and honest with them. And, you know, she had sent a message a couple of days later going, it actually really worked. And she was like blown away. And I'm going. All we're doing is talking to our kids and and letting them know that, hey, we're here. We have open doors. Come talk to us about anything, whether it's sex, trouble, bullying. I mean, be honest with your kids and be open with them. And personally, for this year, for me, with the COVID year that we've had, that that's something that's been like good for me, Sean. You know, I asked you like with this year earlier, you know, how, how has it affected you? How do you feel? And I, cause I was writing when I, when I sent you that message going, you know, I've saved money. I don't, you know, you, you don't go out and blow stuff. You're just here. Re- and I research and read now and do these shows. And we, you know, we're, we all got these projects going and, and I feel better internally, like in mentally, to where people that I talked to, to to just today go, man, I'm having mental breakdown and I'm going, why? Because I can't go do stuff and I can't get out. And I'm going, wow, you got kids and you got, you know, you got all this stuff and you got time, you know, you look like you would be more apt to spend time with family. Is that wrong or right? I think, uh, you know, it's a, Here's the thing. This COVID has brought a lot of us to the point that we had to come home and face our demons. We had to look at ourselves. We had to spend time with ourselves. We had to get to know our families again. We Mm -hmm. had to get to know our partners again. And we had to almost reinvent ourselves. But at the same time, I think it's caused us all to wake up Mm -hmm. about the powers to be in the change. And, you know, I think I found this quote when when I'm researching and working on the the new projects that I got. And it says, let me let me issue and control a nation's money. And I care not who writes their laws. That's a Rothschild quote. Think about that. Let me let let me issue and control a nation's money. And I care not who writes their laws. That's fitting. That is very fitting. And that's very COVID is what's happening. What's happening right now has been well planned, but the but but the powers that be, the new world order, the Satanists, the pedophiles, everybody in control, constantly, constantly fails because they forget the power of God and free will, and they forget that 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 God is love. People has come together. Yep. They're, they're they're waking up. They're questioning stuff, and, and now they basically created it. They they basically slowly awakened a spiritual giant. And, not and a physical, do. not not a warfare physical on this plane yet. A spiritual giant, and now that's going to carry over to other things. And now you're going to start seeing these movements, and now you're going to start seeing the things. And and no, uh, this is this is this is not the end. This is the beginning. 
and and, and we're moving forward to to to, to some really tough times, but it's going to be good times as well. It's going to be an awakening time, and it, and you have to decide. Am I going to approach and deal with this in a place of sadness and sorrow, or I'm going to deal with this with a place of faith and love? And you're very spot on with that, uh, as usual. You know, you're absolutely right. And I think that it was time for this. It's been time for this. They just helped us out, kind of. You know, they kind of pushed it to the point of you're either going to get – woken or you're not are you gonna get left behind because we're moving forward a lot of people are moving forward now trying to figure it all out um you know they pay me the big buck sean to investigate things i didn't know if you knew that i do a lot of investigations you know while everybody's asleep i'm always out you know yeah yeah Uh, night stalkers yes um i heard well one i've heard you've been leaving in and out of the country again yes I also heard you're working on a new project. <laughs> I am. You know what, man? Really? This week, yes. You know what? Here's the thing. You know, you have <laughs> to get back to your roots. Roots. Where, 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 where did I do my best work? And it was when boots on the ground. And cool. when I committed to 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 the to the to your alliance, <laughs> when I committed to the role of this, I was like, what am I going to do? How am I going to make a difference? And I've been saying I want to write something different. So I'm going to have a new project in a different way. What I've decided to do, and this is something you and I are going to do together. You're going to, we're going to you're going to co-author this thing. We're okay. going to write a book, and and we're writing we're writing a book, and we're going to we're going to address the sex trafficking issue. We're going to address the Illuminati. We're going to address what's going on in Hollywood. We're going to address what's going on with satanic ritual abuse, and we're going to hit it head on. We're going to hit it honestly, openly. We're going to share as much as possible what we know, and whether you like it, whether you believe it, all we want you to do is read it and question it and research it yourself, and we're going to go and work hard, and we're getting this information like we used to do by boots on the ground and hard work, and I'm so excited to start this project. So is it an autobiography of us, or is that actually a book? No, this this this, this it, hey, this is a book. This is a book about what's what's out there and what 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 are we facing and truly what we're going up against. And, and you know, and half the pro stage is going to go to your alliance and go to the organization, and that's going to be, be able to make a big difference. Hey, as well. it's not my alliance, sir, Mister Director it's ours. of Education. It's ours. It's it's ours. ours. That's right. It's hey, ours. because you know why? Because your name is on those papers, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm ready. Hey, man, I'm ready. And I hope I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm real. This is a really tough project, and it's something I've been working on since um, Halloween weekend when I got back. And and it's something that that there's no other way to do it but to do it the way we're doing it. And and it's gonna be it's gonna be dark, but it's gonna mm-hmm. be the truth. And it's gonna be it's uh, hopefully open a lot of eyes. I don't think it's gonna be as hard as you think it is. I think it's gonna be when we collectively put the notes together and you start writing and start the flow of how you want it done. It's basically going to be pretty smooth for you because it's something that you've been very passionate about. And and we can both say really almost our whole lives because the occult, these groups, the elites, we knew they were going on, but the selling children and the, uh, global money that's exchanged, that's illegal, the shell businesses and how they buy law enforcement and the corruption behind it with politics and government. 
you know, it is what it is, and it's the truth. And, and you know, we'll do a disclaimer. And I think we, we may have to do that every time we do the show because the people that listen to their shows, these are our opinions, and these are our uh, life lessons and things that we've learned and things that we research. And, you know, everybody's got a phone, so they can Google search it. <laughs> See, was that nice for me to say it that way? Yes, sir, definitely, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Um. It's just, it is what it is. It's going on. And, you know, brother, I'm glad that you, you've decided to, to take on this project. And it's funny that you started writing the same weekend that kind of, uh, kind of, I started doing the memoirs, you know, just writing my thoughts and feelings on stuff. Yeah. And I can't wait to sit down with you so that we can go through it and see how much of it coexist with each other because that's going to be interesting to see because that may be a chapter on its own man there's so many chapters i mean i mean that's the that's the hardest part about this book is that it it, is so much information and it's and it's how you're gonna kind of put it together and how you're gonna kind of get it there but we're going to do the best we can and we're going to put it out there and and like i said my goal is to have the first draft done by march and, and something else that I'd like to do uh, next year with this one too is once it's done and completed and out there, I'd like to sit down and, and maybe record it video. I mean, um, do the, ver- uh, how do you record the book to put it out yeah, on the shows? Yeah, yeah. Do an audio. Or, or we could take one chapter for one show and mean you go back and forth and talk about it and, you know, you know, really get in depth if, if we need to be, or just go through the chapter Yeah, for the audience. I think absolutely we need to do that. Well, brother, we've got a lot of work to do. We've got a lot of projects coming up, and we also have a lot of shows coming up. And, um, you know, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Um, Thank you for being an educator for these kids and giving them opportunity to be our future because when it's really said and done that the kids that are going through school now – are our future and they're the ones that are going to be taking care of this country and us when we get older and people don't even look at things like that. They don't. And we got to, but I love you brother. I can't wait to do more shows, get these things rolling, man. Yes. Everybody be safe. Good night, brother. Good night.